Hello and welcome to Icarus Nightcap, a less than 10 minute minicast about industrial design. Today, I'm talking about design deception. In 1823, British explorer Henry Westcar reportedly discovered an ancient papyrus along his travels in Egypt, which outlined various stories about priests and magicians doing tricks for the royal court of Pharaoh Khufu, known to the Greeks as Pharaoh Cheops, in 2613 BC. The fourth chapter of the Westcar papyrus contains a story about a townsman named Dedi. He was summoned before the Pharaoh to show the powers that he possessed. He performed many wonders for the builder of the Great Pyramid of Giza, but it was a hieroglyph painting of Dedi on the tomb wall that depicts what some consider to be the earliest magic trick. It was there that he appears to use vinegar bowls and a stone to perform the oldest recorded version of the cups and balls routine. Placing a stone under one of the overturned cups, he would shuffle them around to reveal the stone under a different cup. Magicians have astounded people for millennia, mystified and surprised and deceived the masses. They seemingly pull the wonder out of everyday objects and cause people to smile. Whether they smile because they think the magic is real, or because they know it's a trick but cannot figure it out, it does not seem to matter. What matters is the childlike state that magic brings us back to. The sense of bewilderment and curiosity, of happiness and awe, fascination and admiration. These emotions are what we strive for as designers, so why not use the principles of magic in design? As it turns out, certain design studios have done just that. Adrian Westaway, co-founder of London-based design studio Special Projects, uses his skills as a magician to help him out with his designs. His philosophy is that technology should be invisible. One of his more successful projects, the LEGO Calendar, is a calendar made of LEGO bricks, and you can use it to plan your day. The LEGO Calendar is photographed with a smartphone, and the physical calendar magically translates into a digital version, and is viewable on whatever calendar app you use. Magicians have a real knack for understanding what the boundary is between the secret side of an object, the technology, and the experience that's happening, and it is actually a really useful way of thinking in design. Westaway said this in an interview with Business Insider. Magicians are the real experts designing experiences and hiding their technology. That's exactly what we have to do as designers. Special Projects is by far not the only company collaborating with magicians. Front, for example, is another Swedish design studio founded by Sofia Langerqvist and Anna Lindgren. They ran a project called Magic, in which they came up with three pieces of furniture and consulted various magicians to help them out. One was a lamp with a lampshade that seemed to float above it and contained no visible light bulb inside. The other was a four-legged chair that looked like it was balancing on one leg. And the final piece was a bedroom cabinet consisting of two drawers that looked like a pair of empty shelves with floating handles. Magicians are a special breed of individual, and they have the power to deceive but use it to entertain instead of to steal. They are the embodiment of the famous saying, with great power comes great responsibility. It seems like we could all learn a thing or two from magicians, especially on the design front. So with that, here are some rules of magic. Rule number one. Never perform like a show-off. Performing your magic in a challenging manner will merely encourage the audience to take up the challenge and try to mess up your tricks. The temptation as designers when working in a group is to compete for the top design, to show off your skills and bring forth your design as if it were the best in the world. 
but remembering that there's always room for improvement is the key to creating the optimal solution. Marketing your design as the best only invites people to poke holes. Humility will go a long way as a designer, and it also leads into the next lesson. Number two, respect your fellow magicians. It accomplishes nothing to expose other magicians' secrets. Good ideas are rare, so when one comes along, it's good to take it into account, even if it shows you that your design is not correct. Working with other people, especially other designers, is the best way to get feedback and make sure that your designs are top-notch. Number three, a magician never reveals his secrets. Why keep it a secret? Because the secrets of magic are deceptively simple. This one doesn't have so much to do with keeping it secret, but rather keeping it simple. The best magic tricks are the ones that are easy to perform, because then no one notices the trick behind the magic. This is also what makes a great product, one that is so simple and intuitive that it seamlessly integrates into everyday life. Something that is invisible is far better than something that someone has to think about while using. Number four, never do the same trick twice. They're merely trying to figure it out the second time. Only this time the trick will be robbed of its element of surprise. A certain style can appeal to a certain audience during a certain period in time. We do not wear corsets or top hats, high collars and ascots anymore. 20 years ago, graphic design on a computer was new. 10 years ago, Instagram did not even exist. On the design front, we've seen a change from flamboyance to simplicity and cleanliness. It's clear that there's only one way to stay relevant, and that's to not be a one-trick pony, to evolve, and to not stick with the same design over and over again. 5. Always have something to say. When you say something as a magician, it's important. This is the part of how you create an overall ambience, the atmosphere of the illusion that you are presenting. Say something with your design. Send a message, whether that be to convey how to use the product clearly, or simply giving the product an interesting aesthetic. Make your product speak. It's far better to have something that someone is invested in than to have a product that's lifeless. And finally, six, design and experience. Make sure that your audience has a good time. Designing an experience is extremely different from designing a product. The end goal has so many more factors. It's important to remember that the audience is there to be molded and they can be easily manipulated and deceived into believing that your solution is the best. Always keep your metaphorical Uncle Ben with you, and make sure you're careful with how you use their attention. Steve Jobs once said that people do not know what they want until you show them. So in the end, it's up to you. Just keep in mind that whatever you do will always be shrouded under the cloak of designed deception. Deception.